come up and just greet the congregation this morning and say good morning. If you don't mind, just turn it to your neighbor. Just telling your neighbor, good morning, neighbor. It's so good to see you in the building. Come on, turn to your other neighbor. Tell your other neighbor.
uh, the Reverend want everybody to be on time. Amen? Amen. Five o'clock in the evening. The fish must be done by six. So we got the mayor of Joliet coming out to eat fish with us here at New Club. Praise the Lord. The motherboard want to donate shoes to the neighborhood. So they want the neighborhood and everybody to walk upright for Jesus. They want everybody here in the congregation to pray over the shoes and anoint the shoes of the people. Amen? Amen. So we need everybody's shoes by December 2nd, never 219. 219. Amen? 219. <laughs> the usher boy asking that everybody donate a pair of shoes and shoestrings. <laughs> so when they walk every member to the seat, they shoot one way out. Amen? Pray the Lord. That's for your
from the previous generations and we don't want to lose that and we don't want to uh, forget where God has brought us from and we always want to remind the next generation of what was so that they can appreciate where they're going and so we just pay homage to that and we thank God for those songs of Zion that brought us through it the sound breaks in, bringing forth the old school gospel, the band, and everybody being in the building. Uh, it's just a blessing. Amen? Amen. But if you have your Bibles, um, let's go to the book of John, chapter 21. John, chapter 21. That's my little Ophelia's fan. I know she needs it. She's probably flashing right now. <laughs> Lord God help her. <laughs> Listen, um, we we've been in this entire month uh, just allowing God to minister, and He just we've just been flowing with the Holy Spirit as He leads us and guides us in the Word of God. And today, I promise you, this Word is going to bless you as it just begins to minister to me, and I begin to see some fresh revelation in this passage of Scripture. Um, as I was studying this morning, and I, I thank God for wisdom, I thank God for revelation, I thank God for his Holy Spirit, um, that we can depend on him and he'll answer us, and he'll give us what we need. Um, so, here in John 21, uh, I'm just going to start reading, I'm in the Amplified Version today, and I'm just going to break this thing down because it's going to bless your life, alright? Uh, John 21, the Amplified Version, starting at verse 1. It says, After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, Galilee. And he did it in this way, Simon Peter and Thomas, who is called Didymus, the twin, and Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee, as well as John and James, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Verse 3, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said, and we are coming with you. So they went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. I want you to just begin to paint a, a picture in your mind and begin to get the imagination in a place where uh, Deacon Jerry's downstairs, but it, it, he's a fisher. And, and when you're fishing, you know, you're out at night, and, and you're in that particular space, and, you know, there's nobody out there on the waters, and, and you're just expecting to get a catch. And, and so all night they're out there fishing, and, and they don't catch anything, and so... Uh, but they're together. They're in fellowship. They, they, they're enjoying the time. Because when Peter said, I'm going fishing, everybody else said, you know what, we're going with you. You know, it, it, it's, it's no fun, you know. Dean Jerry can do it, you know. Hey, he's retired. He, he can fish by himself. But it's, it's, I know it's a lot better when, when, you know, when Minister Eric come over there with him and, you know, fish a little bit. And, you know, and uh, 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 Brother Rodney next door come over there and do a little fishing. They play a little round. And so it, it just it'd be good. So here in the next verse, though, because after the nighttime, here comes the morning. And really, if you're a fisherman and when you fish, you want to get out early because that's when the fish are biting. Yes. Because they're out looking for something to eat. Come on. That's when, they, when the fish are biting. They're, they're, they're out looking. So that early morning before actually you know, the full sun comes up, that, that in between, that, that, that morning dust is when that, that particular, uh, uh, the fish are biting. So in the morning, mm -hmm. at verse 4, where we picking it up at, it says, as morning was breaking, Jesus came and stood on the beach. However, the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish to eat along with your bread? They answered, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, starboard, and you will find some. 
So they cast the net. And then they were not able to haul it in because of the great catch of fish. Then that disciple John, whom Jesus loved, esteemed, said to Peter, It is the Lord. So when Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer tongue, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea and swam ashore. But the other disciples came in the small boat, for they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards away, dragging the net full of fish. So here, I love this. Jesus is appearing to the disciples once again after his resurrection. This is his third time appearing to them. And he's on the seashore. He's on the, on the side of the sea and they're out fishing. And because they've been out all night and they haven't caught anything, somebody calls out and says, well, drop your net on the right side. Because once you've been out doing something and you haven't gotten any results, it doesn't hurt to try something new. So the disciples, and they begin to say, and they, they concur, and they follow the instructions of the man who's calling from the seashore, not knowing it's Jesus. But they're obedient because they're in desperation. Because you don't want to be out all night and not come back with something. You don't want your time to be wasted when you've invested your energy, your time. You want something in return for your time that you've invested. So they yield to the instruction, and when they do, they place that particular net on the right side of the boat, and the boat and the, and the net gets filled up with fish. <laughs> so heavy that it didn't break. And Peter is so excited yes. because John says, it is the Lord. Yes. Yes. Now, what identifies now that it's the Lord but you didn't identify him as the Lord based on his voice. Jesus is now identified because now they see the miracle that has been performed. See, I, I want to talk to you all today and I want you to understand something. Jesus is in his resurrected state. So Jesus is in a place where he has now defeated death. He's been buried. They have, not, they have crucified him. Yes. They buried him. Yes. And now he's been resurrected. So my, 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 my thing that I want to share with you all this morning, what I want to encourage you in, what is the indicator or what is the identifying thing that's on your life that tells us that you've been resurrected? What is the thing that we are, uh, exude from us that if you don't have to call my name, Apostle Jonas, I can be able to come into your presence and the atmosphere should be able to change because the anointing and the glory of God is upon me so heavy that the atmosphere will begin to change and miracles will begin to manifest at the sound when I open my voice that when something was dead, I can call it alive. When something was dry, I can call forth life because that's what Jesus did. Here it was, they were out all night. They didn't catch anything. But as soon as they catch the fish, they realize this has got to be the work of Jesus. Why? Because he left before he left the earth, before he had died, before he had been crucified, buried, and he had been resurrected. He now came back and 
did the very things he was doing before he left. So we have to understand that when God has blessed us in our resurrected life, and the meaning that when we got saved, when we gave our life to him, there should be some things that we should do that no longer look like our old life. We should be doing new things now. We should have a new attitude now. We should have a new mindset now. We should have new conversation now. There should be a difference in us that will begin to distinguish us and so that people will be gravitating and drawn to us. Because listen, as soon as their net was filled, notice they said, we're going to the seashore. We need to be around Jesus. They didn't stay in the water. See, once your life is transformed, people will be drawn unto you because of the crisis in you. See, they're not drawing a new covenant person to us just because there's a name out there and a He'll do things to 
show signs to us. So here it is. Jesus is preparing fish and grits. Do you understand the anointing is on Jesus' life? He's preparing fish and grits. Now, I want you to go to the next level because notice Jesus is cooking and he's getting ready to serve them. But he's the master. He said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. He came with the same authority and anointing as he did before. He got before the resurrection because he came with the same attitude, the same mindset. I haven't got all puffed up because I went back to my daddy. I'm still in the position I'm on the earth realm. I got to be an example to you. So just because I'm master, I'm not too big enough to serve you. He said he's down there frying catfish, biscuits, grits, with cheese and oh my God. Work of the Lord. 
So God wants you to understand the various things that distinguish his work from your work. Yes. <laughs> we can't take credit for God's work, and we don't want to, we want to be in a position to know and give God the glory. So verse 13, Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he had risen from the dead. Now, we're about to get into this next part, and it's going to bless you. Look at verse 15. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter. Now this is, you know, after, after breakfast conversation, you know. In chapter 18, Peter just had an encounter where he denied Jesus. Now Jesus is getting ready to restore him yeah. and to let him know he's forgiven him yeah. and let him know that he has still yet work to do for the kingdom. Come on. Even though he denied me, I'm still going to love him. I'm still going to serve him. I'm still going to release blessings over his life. I'm still going to put him in position so that he can do the work that's been needed to be done on the earth because I'm going back to the Father. And I'm going to leave them the comfortable to finish and doing the work. So here it is. Listen to verse 15. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Others do, with total commitment and devotion. He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, with deep personal affection as for a close friend. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. Highlight that, underline that in the Bible, feed my lambs. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to come back to it. Again, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? With total commitment and devotion. He said to him, yes, Lord. You know that I love you with a deep personal affection as a close friend. Jesus said to him, shepherd my sheep. Underline that. Or highlight. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? With a deep personal affection for me. As for a close friend. Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time. Because now you got to understand, Peter's having flashbacks of what just happened when they came to get Jesus and Judas had betrayed him. And when they took Jesus into captivity, they took him you know, to bind him and bound him and get him all set up so he could be crucified. And the people came and they actually said, aren't you the one who was with the group of Jesus? Aren't you one of the ones that are out of the way? And Jesus had already told him, he said, because Peter was ready to step in Jesus' place. Yes. Say, well, ain't nobody gonna kill you. You know, I'm paraphrasing. You know, he, Peter was ready to step up and he big and bad. And Jesus said, listen, he said, before the crop crowed, you would have denied me three times. So here it is three times, Peter, and Jesus is asking Peter again, do you love me? Yes. Because if you love me, you would have responded differently earlier. See, we can't love God when it's all going well. We can't be in love with God when we're loving at his hand. But what happens when we have to be crucified? What happens when flesh comes under subjection? What happens when you're, you're tried in the fire? Are you still going to lift up your hands and praise? Are we still going to worship him? Are we still going to magnify him through our trials and tribulations? Because this is a part of our life. This is a part of what we have to endure. There's going to be trials and tribulations. The Bible already said it. He said, as long as you're in this world, you're going to have trials. But do not worry. I've already overcome the world. So here it is. Peter had denied him three times. And the, crop, the, the rooster had crowed. 
here we are, he's having flashbacks because now he's getting grieved. He said, this sounds like the conversation I had a few a few months ago. I'm just paraphrasing, a few months ago, whatever time. He said, what's going on, Jesus? What? You don't think I'm with you? See, when you've gotten off, you got to prove yourself again that you know you're with yes. you. Yes. Yes. Because if I let you back on the scene prematurely, and you're not ready to serve in the capacity yeah. and willing to put your life on the line for the gospel, and you're not willing to sacrifice, I need to know where you stay. Right. So Jesus said, I need to know where you stay. I need to know if you really love me. And, and every time he asked him, do you love him? He said, the first time he said, feed my legs. Yes. The next time he says, feed the sheep. Jesus. <laughs> Come on now. Here we go. Third time. He says, shepherd my sheep. This is Amnon version. And he says, uh, look over my sheep, or cover my sheep. Look at verse 17. He said to him the third time, son, the son of John, do you love me? With a deep personal affection for me, as for a close friend. Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time. Do you really love me with a deep personal affection, as for a close friend? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you with a deep personal affection, as for a close friend. Jesus said to him, once again, feed my sheep. Underlined again. Wow. Listen. Jesus was instructing Peter to be in a position, to be in a place because he had work to do in the earth. Yes. God was leaving, Jesus was leaving him in charge. He was putting the charge upon his life that you were going to have to be responsible for, listen at this, feed my lambs. Yes. Now there's a difference between lambs and sheep. Feed my lambs. Lambs are young sheep yes. Yes. from the age of zero to 12 yes. months. Yes. Yes. Babies. Yes. So he first said, feed my lambs. He said, so are you going to feed me to a place where I can grow up? Yes. Are you going to nurture me? Because as we read, as we go back to Psalms 23, when he talks about, he said, make me lie down in green pastures. Yes. Lead me beside the still, quiet waters. Because yes. oh, you got to understand the mindset and the makeup of a sheep. You can't take a lamb, a baby, a baby sheep in the boisterous waters. In a hilly, rocky grazing field. They need grass to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 Come my on, God. I'm talking about grass that grow in the field. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. that other grass. So the baby lamb, he says, feed my lambs because. I need you to be able to handle the new ones that come into the kingdom. Yes. Yes. I need you to be able to minister to the ones that are new and that are, that are, that are fresh and they're babies. Yes. Can you nurture them and feed them so that they can grow yes. to the age of becoming a sheep? Yes. Or will you abuse them at baby stage? Come on. How many times have you been abused in your baby stage? My in the God. stage when you first encounter God and yes. you enter into yes. a place yes. and you meet that mean usher or you meet that mean greeter or you come in and that pastor is angry, man, and he's, you know, oh my God, it's just crazy stuff. And so how many times do we endure, do we survive the lamb stage? Because that's 
when you're most vulnerable at, at, at the lamb stage because everything's in a position where it's vulnerable. And notice this, the lamb, I don't want to go ahead of myself. Because I'm going to break it down in a, in a, even more in a few seconds here. And then the next part he said, what did he do? He said, shepherd my sheep. Now that word shepherd, now it gets you to the place where you have to protect and cover. Because shepherds protect the sheep. You have to feed them, now you got to shepherd them because as they grow, listen at this, they become valuable to the wolf. You're missing this because this is why he says to shepherd the sheep now. Because as they get older, they become more valuable because they're fatter. They have more wool. Oh my God. I'm not going to get no help in this place. This is why. This is why you have to understand. I, I will never forget that as I grew in Christ and I was, you know, beginning to grow in the, in the knowledge of the Word of God and, you know, and, and, and had this zeal for God. Two or three years after I had become a pastor, I mean, a minister in my local church. And we would go to visiting churches and I would be called on maybe, maybe do a prayer or maybe just do something. And some of those local pastors, because they didn't have many sheep, they would come looking at me after the service and be like, anytime you want to come visit on here, come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because any sheep that is mature and knowledgeable, any yeah. sheep that has giftings and talents, people will come back to them. When you're flowing in the things of God, people will begin to say, I want them on my team. Yeah. I want them a part of this thing. I want them to come over here and try to pull you out. Y'all don't act like y'all that deep and you ain't never been in that position where people are seeing the gift and calling on your life and they say, you know, I can use your name. Come on and just, just pray for me for one Sunday. I'll tell you you'll love it. It'll be blessed your life. That's where you become vulnerable because if you become attracted to the attention in that particular stage of growing, if once the attention stops and then you will leave and be offended because they stop giving you attention once you start growing into adolescence because at adolescence you get rebellious. This is what happened with our children. You have to stay connected as a parent even through their adolescent years, through the teenage years when they're rebellious and they don't want to listen to you and they know everything because I got three of them in my house right now and they know everything, 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 everything. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's all you get. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You don't know what I'm talking about. I know, I know, I know. Okay, you know? Because if you know that, but you need to be on your own. Take your own stuff. If you know all that, because when you can handle all that, that's when you know that. Because if you can't handle all that, you really don't know that. Amen? So he says, shepherd my sheep. So you have to move to the next level and you have to be able to shepherd the sheep. Not only feed them, you got to protect them. Because as they grow, wolves are looking to take advantage of the sheep because that's their particular prey. That's the thing that they're going to eat upon. And so you have to be in a position to cover and this is why, oh God, Jesus said what? He's the great shepherd. Oh my God. And then once again, the third time he tells them again, feed my sheep. Now, let me give you, I want to give you a little bit more of the value of the lamb and even as it relates into scripture so you can get a better understanding. Notice throughout scripture, Jesus is known as the lamb of God. Yes. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Throughout Old Testament, they talk about 
the sacrificing of a lamb. Yes. Yeah. And even when, oh, I love this, and I was, and the Holy Spirit just ministered to me. Now, a male sheep is called a ram. When Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac, y'all, 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 I love this Bible-believing church. There was a ram in the bush. There was a sheep to take the place. But it had to be a male because Isaac was a form of the Christ to be crucified. Oh, my God. You see, Isaac was something that was dear to Abraham. Something that was a value in his only son. He was his only son. So what did the Bible say in John 3, 16? That God gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. So it had to be a male sheep, not an Ewa. Which is a female sheep. And various places in scripture, you see the Ewa that was used, or you see the ram. So that distinguishes a male sheep is a ram, and a female sheep is a, a, a ram is a male sheep, and a female sheep is an e, Ewas. E-W-E-S, Ewas. I'm going to say it like that, I may be pronouncing it wrong. So now, let me take you to the chef and the importance of the different type of meat that the sheep gives you. Because this is giving you the value of the sheep. So you got to understand something. People talk about us, why God refers to sheep? Because this was the culture. Yeah. Right. Now listen. Oh my God. Oh man, this thing is so good. In the United States, and here in, this, in the country, lamb is expensive. Am I correct? What did you say? <laughs> but lamb is expensive. It's, it's not as uh, readily available and it's not as uh, inexpensive as you can get beef or pork or chicken or anything like that. Is that correct? That's correct. So in my study, and then you begin to look because sheep are, they have to only be, they're only fed grass. So they can't reproduce in the numbers that a, a cow or a pig can, and I want you to understand this. And in my studies, they said, because this is, they, they talking about farming, talking about sheep, and they're talking about the chef, because we're going to talk about the cuts of the meat. I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you today. So now, the lamb cannot be reproduced like a pig, because a pig can eat anything. Somebody just told me the other day, they said, you need to leave that pig alone. I told me, you know, I need this little bacon. I had some bacon yesterday. That's what I had. Bacon and a pork chop. But on same one as my breakfast time, you know, I had turkey bacon too, but I eat the pork meat. I'm a little pig in my life. But when I read it, he was telling me, he said, because that pig eat everything, and then I read it again. Here it is a few minutes later after the man told me on my route, here it is again. He said, that pig eat everything. You find out what's in it, and you put it inside you. So now, the lamb is raised on grass. The sheep is raised on grass. This is why the lamb, when you sacrifice, it says the lamb without spot or blemish. That's why it releases the lamb, which is the baby sheep, because it doesn't have blemishes. It's only been eating grass. It's not eating all that stuff. The lamb don't eat all that mess. He can't eat what the pig eat. That's not in his diet. So now, when you begin to see that this particular lamb and how... At this particular stage, and lamb, what was I saying? Lamb, was, lamb is more expensive because it's not readily available. Yes. So when you talk about, when you see that lamb chop on the menu, and you see that price on that lamb chop, 
compared to that other cut of that chicken. Oh, it's a bit pricier because that lamb, that particular meat, is not readily available. So here, oh my God, this is good. When you're at the lamb stage, they normally, a good piece of lamb, you want to slaughter that particular lamb at the age of, of less than 12 months old. Because at this stage, the meat is going to be a lot tenderer. It's going to have more tender. It's going to be more. It's going to have be more tender as a lamb. This is why this meat is good because it has less fat in it. Now, when you reach the stage of when you now take the sheep, he's older. He's over 12, 12 months old. He's over a year old. Any sheep that's between one and three years old. Now, because that lamb, now that sheep, not, not lamb, sheep, that sheep has gotten older, he's become more fuller, he has more fat on his bones. So now, if you get a cut of meat from the sheep, it's more flavored. And it has to be cooked longer. Oh my God. And so now, you got to understand, in other countries, they call the particular sheep by the, the, the particular sheep and the, and the type of meat that you would get by three different names. It's the lamb, it's the baby sheep. Some in other countries they'll call it a mutton, M-U-T-T-O-N. And then in some cultures they'll call it a hogget, H-O-G-G-E-T. Now, do you understand now how much value we carry? Yes. And why as little lambs, Jesus told Peter he said to feed my lambs because if I don't feed them properly, they won't reach sheep status and they won't reach the age for the maturity where they would have more flavor. Why? Because the Bible said we're the salt of the earth. Y'all missing this. Y'all missing this. I'm teaching better than you So, So that flavor in that sheep because it's older, it now becomes, we're salt of the earth because we got flavor, because you've been seasoned in the Lord. You've been under the word of God. You've been hearing the word of God because faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this is growing you. This is maturing you. And so as you become bigger and you become better, as you become a sheep, this is why you become more valuable. And now you wonder why so many attacks are coming at you. Because much is given, much is required. And the more you know about God, the more that the enemy's going to come because the Bible says he comes to snatch the word. Yeah. We know the parable when he talked about that some seed fell on good ground and some seed fell on this shallow rocky ground. Because yeah. when the word goes forth, if your soil is not right, yeah. if you won't be able to contain or sustain yeah. the word in order yeah. to keep you growing. So yeah. this is why you have to have the right shepherd to feed you the right things in order for you to grow to your full maturity capacity and reach the full potential that God has designed for you. This is why there's so many people who should be sheep, but they're still lambs and they say, People are under shepherds that will not feed them the proper things in order to increase growth. I tell people all the time, there's no way you're going to sit up on this ministry and you can't leave out here without at least praying. If, you, if there's ain't nothing else you can get up out here, at least you're going to leave out here with a brother. You can't say you sat up out here. If you sat in this ministry for six months, you don't know how to break. So where, where, where that baby at? Uh, I see her. Sierra. There she is right here. 
Now she been here a little, she been on here six months, but, but when she got that courage on her route, when she shared that testimony, the Bible said it, she said that the Lord told me to pray with the, with, with her, with the young lady who was waiting on her package. That's courage. And that's because she's in the atmosphere where the shepherd prays. And because the shepherd prays, I release that same anointing of impartation over you all. Because if it's in me, it should be on you. I should be encouraging you to pray. I should be encouraging you to get to the next level. So you can have a desire for that. And that you'll be strong in that area. Because I'm trying to feed you the things that's going to sustain you. Because when I'm not around, baby, you got to be able to call on the Lord for your own self. And you have the Lord to hear your prayer and know your voice. Let's keep reading. We gotta close this thing out, y'all. That's good. No, I mean, then I, then I reach out. I just wanna make sure I talk about all the value of the sheep and you know you got all these names together and all that good stuff. Is that all right? Amen. Okay. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Where we at? Eighteen, right? And then and once again, he tells him to feed the sheep. Because he wants to reassure him that this is your responsibility. This is what he's been giving you. <laughs> Listen, somebody just gave me a little, I want a sidebar. This is a sidebar. It's talking about lambs and pigs. However, lambs is also harder to raise than pigs. So it's more expensive, even in countries where it's more popular. The reason is simple. Sheep are herbivores and need to graze. Pigs are omnivores and can feed whatever is readily available in the region. Lamb is nowhere near, hence the higher prices. This is why we, I told you, they can, the pig can eat anything. Yeah. That sheep, the lambs, they need to graze. They're, they in eat a the, certain they place. They're in a certain place. They, gotta, they only grow in a certain place in a certain region. You don't help me teach this thing. So the reason why some of us have been stunning in growth, mm -hmm. because we were, as lambs, as lambs, uh -huh. we were placed in the wrong setting. Uh -huh. As lambs, we were placed in the wrong setting. Because we were led by, sometimes it was, our, our flesh led us to a place that we thought that God called us to. This is why I never, I tell people all the time, I said, listen, if you're going to join this ministry, I said, listen, I ain't, I'm not trying to get no members. But God's going to add to the church daily such as need be saved. But I tell people, they said, I'm thinking about, when well, the Thompsons would, would get ready to join. And one Sunday after the Bible study, one Thursday, and they came up to me, and they were just asking questions about the ministry. And they didn't say, you know, thinking about it, but I knew from the question that this is where this is going. And they had only been visiting a few times. Y'all remember that? That particular night. And I'm calling the Thompson. But y'all know where I y'all are. Listen, and so they were just asking questions about the ministry. And I said, there's no rush for you to join. I said, be led. And when God gives you the release, come on in. With no pressure. Did I put any pressure on you? I can say, well, I need y'all coming over here. You know, this is the place to be. You know, we got all this. I didn't go show them the building. <laughs> to let them see what we had and what's going on. I, I, I don't want you to be drawn to that stuff. Yeah. I want you to be drawn to Christ. Yeah. I want you to be drawn to me. I can go down my resume. I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to say something. And I have my you know, I've studied uh, many books and I've read and I'm well learned and I, you know, I just love the Lord. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized, seven times, and I spend the time, I prophesy, I evangelize, I'm um, um, real good. I can do all that. Some people will do that. Some people will do that because 
I want you drawn to me. I want you drawn to a place. I want you drawn to him. Because I don't want no faith in man. Because man will fail us. Because we flesh. So here it is. Jesus. Verse 18. He said, I assure you, the most solemnly say to you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and walked wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and arms and someone else will dress you and carry you where you do not wish to go. Now he said this to indicate the kind of death by which people would glorify God. After saying this, he said to him, follow me. Walk the same path of life that I have walked. Now listen to this. Here it is. You're going to prophesy how I'm going to die. And he's going to tell me to follow you. But he wanted Peter to understand that he's, he, he has Peter in his hands. He has Peter in a position where he's going to use him. He has Peter in a position that he said, if you follow me, he said, walk the same path of life that I've walked. See, we cannot sit under and continue. I've been under shepherds that did not live what they were preaching. And that's why it's so important. This is why Jesus was the example. He came and he's serving grits and, and fish. And he, he's, he's preparing a meal for them. And he's serving them. We have to be the example. In order to be great leaders, you've got to be greater servants. Yes. Yes. Amen. That's the area where things will begin to prosper and will bless you in your life. He said, walk after the thing of life like I've walked out. So Jesus said, I'll set an example for you, Peter. All you have to do is follow me. Come on. So if you don't know how, just follow me. Yeah, yeah. Just watch me. Come on. And if you watch me, you'll get what you need. Yeah. And that's what Jesus was telling him. He said, just follow me. And we got to follow Jesus. That's what I tell them when they join the church. I said, if I get off and I don't be following Jesus, you better pull my coat string, my coattail, tell me, look, Pastor, something off, what's wrong? Can I pray for you? Can I lay hands on you? What's wrong? Because I don't want to be laid in the ditch. Amen. I was blind before I got here. Now he wanted to show me where to go. <laughs> Because that's the job as a shepherd, to lead the sheep, that they don't go over the cliff. Because the sheep are led by the shepherd. This is why it's important as, in, 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 as being a leader that I be an example. So Jesus said, we very close it out. He said, Peter turned and saw the disciples whom Jesus loved following them, and the one who also had leaned back on his chest at the supper and said, and, he, and had said, Lord, who is this? Who is that, who is, that is going to, going to betray you? So when Peter saw him, he asked Jesus, Lord, and what about this man? What is his future? Jesus said to him, if I want him to stay alive until I come again, what is it to you? You follow me. Jesus said, keep your eyes on me. He said, don't get distracted and worried about how many blessings on somebody else's life and what he's doing in somebody else's house. He said, stay focused in on me. He said, if you focus in on me, you'll get that same opportunity to see your same blessing if you just stay focused and follow me. He said, don't get distracted by what everybody else is doing and what's going on with them. He said, what about this one? He said, listen, he said, what is that to you? You follow me. Yes. He said, so this word went out amongst the brothers that his disciple John was not going to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not going to die. But only if I want him to stay alive until I come again, what is that to you? Ain't that not, listen, do you hear this? Because I tell you all the time, how you hear. Yeah. 
Yes. You have to hear properly. Yes. Because the enemy will come and tell you some other stuff that he ain't even the God. The man ain't saying, Jesus ain't saying none of that. Now they talk around and telling everybody, talking about John ain't gonna die. He's gonna stay here till Jesus come back again. The man didn't say that. He said, if I choose. You see how we get things twisted? Because I'm telling you, the man last night at the play, he told me, he said, I gave y'all that last joke. He said, now when y'all tell it, this is going to be a whole different story. Did he not mother Jackie when he told the joke? He said, when y'all tell the joke, you're going to mess it up. Because you probably ain't going to remember all the parts to it. Because once it comes out of another mouth, it's going to be something different. That's right. That's right. So, he said, this is the same. This is the same disciple who is testifying to these things and has recorded them. And we know without any doubt, this is his truth. This is the testimony of truth. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, which they have, which they were recorded one by one. I suppose that even the world itself cannot contain the books that would be written. That's right. Can you imagine that even before he went back to his father, there was so much more that he had done. He said, "We put all this in the world couldn't even contain the miracles, the works that he done, the people he blessed, the lives he touched." What's going to be our, what does our life look like in its resurrected state? Are we still living in our grave clothes? Because Jesus told Lazarus, take them grave clothes off of him. We got to be in a position where we are now looking like Christ. We got to look like and live this resurrected life. And as we show forth, live that resurrected life, I'm telling you, God's going to bless us. He's going to meet our needs. He's going to open up doors for us. He's going to come in and show us that stupid favor. He's going to, I mean, just miraculous things are going to happen. I believe God is doing that. Amen. It's amazing how God does what he does. How he blesses us. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand for it. Yesterday, um, God just sometimes, you know, he'll, he'll just get you to a place to appreciate what he's done and be thankful. Amen. Uh, we were sitting down here yesterday, and um, we had a couple of counseling sessions yesterday. And it was just a blessing that, you know, in between time, we went and sat in the, um, in the hospitality school. But I was just sitting there, and I was just thinking about how I said,